have a bully inside your head telling you that you're not good enough? Do you lean towards self-defeat? Do you have trouble believing in yourself? And are you dying to learn how to become the perfect version of you? A you that you dream about? If you answered yes, then you're like me, and this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Journey to Worthy podcast, where we discuss self-esteem, worthiness, and transformation through a gay lens. I'm your host, Jeremy Long, and I want to share my journey with you. Welcome to the Journey to Worthy. Okay, welcome back to another episode of Journey to Worthy podcast. I have a very special guest today, my friend Brad. Say hi, Brad. Hello. How's it going today? It's going well. I'm excited to be here. Great. Well, thank you for taking this time to talk with me on the Journey to Worthy podcast. Uh, do you want to start by just telling the audience a little bit about yourself? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, my name's Brad. I live in Squamish. And, um, yeah, I've been up here for a year and a half. And, yeah, it's always a hard question when someone asks me about myself. But, um, yeah, I'm a registered massage therapist, uh, meditation instructor. And, yeah, that's kind of a, a basis of who I am. Okay, that's a good start. And where are you from originally? I'm from Stony Plain, Alberta. So Ooh, small town life. Tiny, tiny little place. Right. Yeah. Right. Fair enough. And sort of career background, have you been RMT for a while? Mm-hmm. So I've been practicing about 10 years. Okay. And you said you were 32, is that right? I'm 32. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I've always been in the area of health and right. wellness and it's changing now a little bit, but my... It's still a passion of mine to, to help people with uh, massage therapy and mm-hmm. yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a little bit of the uh, background, but I'm really excited to hear a little bit more about what, uh, what you've been up to and sort of the spiritual path you've been on. So we'll get into that a little bit later. Just a fun question. What sort of lights you up? Like what gives your life the most enjoyment? Mm-hmm. So I find um, being of service really to help other people mm-hmm. and... Um, yeah, spreading, spreading love and sharing, sharing what I am passionate about. Like that's what lights me up. Mm-hmm. So it's really, for me, it's changed and it's not so much uh, selfish desires anymore. It's more um, about how I can help others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has it shifted a long way from being selfish to helping oh, others? Yeah. yeah. I was kind of, uh, I was the definition of selfishness for a <laughs> while, right? And that wasn't bringing me any happiness so mm-hmm. I changed and well yeah now I'm here and I'm sort of devoting my life to helping others right yeah and that is one of the reasons I was excited to have you on the show is because I've like we share a you know common maybe story I guess mm-hmm. of maybe running away from our lives and maybe a little bit of drinking a little bit of escape mm-hmm. and so watching you and you know knowing that myself as well coming around side mm-hmm. is really awesome and that's what I love having these people on the show that have overcome some pretty big obstacles in their lives so mm-hmm. yeah of course and I think like all that pain right and all of that sort of running away is is what leads you to the next stage in your life mm-hmm. so I uh I don't regret I guess any of that stuff like it's um it's formed me now and it's, I now I'm on this path of awakening and it's, uh, it's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't take it back. Awesome. Um, just a little background, maybe more about you. What was your coming out process like? Mm. 
My small coming town, out. Yeah, right? so small town so, Alberta. That's never easy. I had the same thing. Very redneck. Yeah. But my parents, like, I have to give them props. Like, they, um, they handled it really well. And I don't have this crazy story, but, like, what happened was I was with my boyfriend, and he yeah. was sleeping in my bed, and my mom came up the stairs, and she was, like, and she knocked on the door, and then his name was Mark, and Mark hid underneath the sheets, <laughs> and then... My mom came in and she sat down right next to the bed and my mom said, it's time to stop hiding. Wow. And that was the, that was the only thing she said. She's like, it's time to stop hiding. And then Mark like took his head out of the blankets and I looked at her straight in the eyes and I just started crying. And then like my dad on the other hand was silent. And so... Mm. We got in and got into the truck and like Mark, my dad's like, we're driving him home. And so the whole truck ride home was just complete silence and took him a little bit longer to, Mm -hmm. to get used to it. But like all in all, like I am so blessed and grateful for my parents because they, they still showed me love, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's really powerful. Yeah. Having that moment of. She knows. They know. Yeah, and it's like, I didn't have to, like, work up this whole story. It's just kind of, oh, like, they found out. Yeah. And the first words were, you. it's time to stop hiding. Like, that's, I think that's beautiful. Have you carried that with you for a long time in your life? Yeah. 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 Yeah, because you hide. You do hide yourself, right? Yeah. And you, um, for me at least, I had so much shame associated with being gay and, and a lot of self like hatred, which is a really strong word, but that was what I had. And so I carried that, but you have to release it eventually. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Powerful. And so with that sort of how, how old were you when that happened? 16. Yeah. Yeah. That was me too. What was your self esteem like from that point on? Hmm. What was it like? I had no clue who I was. Like I, I was trying to find my identity and I did, I got tattoos on my neck when I was like 15. I had everything pierced. I like, I was trying to find an identity and, uh, and I didn't do it in the, in the healthiest ways, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah. And that took me a long time to really figure out who and what I am. Like, yeah, that took me about till I was 27, 28 to really know, okay, I'm solid in who mm-hmm. I am. Do you think that's a pretty common story for a lot of gay men? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think we look, we look outside of ourselves for, for who we are. Like you look for external things, Yeah. but the answer is always within. You know, like it's always deep inside of you and you just have to look, you have to look. (laughs) That's so true. Okay. So what led you from this point into being an RMT then? How did you get from running away in the escape piece to it is being of service, being an RMT? How did you get there? Mm, I think it was always there. I think... I don't know. I feel like I was born with that desire to, to help people. Mm-hmm. And I think all of us are, but I, um, 
I just covered that up. So even in my pain and in my sort of destruction, I still, I still went and I still helped other people. Mm -hmm. And I just, I knew that, uh, my path was, was, was to help others. So even, even though I was still in a lot of pain, I, I went to school and I studied and I uh, still devoted myself to helping others. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. What are some of the struggles that you had to overcome in order to get into that role? Yeah, what are some of the struggles? Yeah, that's, I don't know. I think just overcoming my ideas that I wasn't good enough, I guess, you know, like the mm-hmm. ideas that I don't have anything to offer, mm-hmm. which is all, it's such a lie. But I think overcoming my limiting beliefs was, um, was pivotal in kind of, uh, going to the next part. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the juicy stuff is overcoming the limiting self-beliefs. That's what mostly this whole podcast has been about for me. It's how to stop that negative self-talk and that mm-hmm. inner critic. Yeah. That saboteur. Mm-hmm. What are some of the ways that you've done that? Through, for me, it's through meditation and it's through mindfulness and it's detaching from that internal voice that's saying you're not good enough or... Right what makes you think you have anything to share? Like, you know, that voice and it's just, uh, it's so negative. So mindfully I detach from that Mm -hmm. in a healthy way. And, um, I've learned to just observe, observe those negative thoughts and then let them go. Right. Yeah. They, they don't hold power over you if you don't attach to them. But the first step in that is recognizing them, right. And identifying whoa, that's a thought. That's not who I am. Mm-hmm. It's just a voice that I don't have to choose to listen to, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. How did you get involved in the work that you're doing now? Then let's, let's dive into the mm-hmm. mindfulness and meditation. Yeah, my favorite. Course. Yeah, tell me a little bit about like that journey. What's, what's that been like for you? Mm. Yeah, so how did it... I didn't really choose, choose this. Like, it felt like... Um, mm it just naturally flowed to me. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, when you have that intuitive instinct that this is something you need to be doing. Yes. Like that's what happened. And it was like, it's not like this voice from the sky came and was like, you need to meditate. But it was, um, this subtle whisper of like, "Mm, you need to tune in deeper to, to your true identity and who you really are. Mm. And then I was like, well, how am I going to do that? And, um, and then I sat, I sat in meditation for about half an hour one day and I, I tuned in to my true self Mm -hmm. and it was just like, um, a glimmer of light, you know? Mm -hmm. And then that is what, that is what spurred this whole change. It's like, I had this little glimmer of my true identity and then that gave me enough hope to really pursue it. And I was like, this is, this is my purpose is to find out who I really am. Mm. When did this happen for you? It's about the first, like the first glimmer was about, um, <laughs> glimmer. I like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's how I describe it. Yeah. Uh, about two years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. Does that correlate with getting sober and yeah. shifting your life completely yeah. to another direction? Yeah. It's, I, I feel like it's corny though, to be kind of like, well, I got sober and I found myself, but it feels like we're being like new age and yeah, I get it. But I mean, 
once you get real yeah. and you stop trying to numb yourself and you stop running away, like you're left with that. Yeah. You're left with having to find out who you are mm -hmm. without those substances. And, um, and for me, everyone's journey is different, but for me, it was meditation and mindfulness that, um, that saved me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've talked to a lot of people on the show about what's led them in the direction they're going in a spiritual side, whether it's with sobriety or, you know, 12 step fellowship or mm -hmm. mindfulness or it's yoga yeah. or it's, you know, a new path, a new job, new career or something. Mm -hmm. Everyone's got their own way that as long as they get there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And like, not, I don't believe one way is the only way. Mm -hmm. Like everyone's path is so different. And, uh, I tried multiple paths mm -hmm. and, and it took me a while to find the one that really resonated for me. Right. And so that's why I, don't, I try to encourage people to look at all different aspects, you know? Right. Yeah. Where has meditation led you to now? Like we're talking a little bit about uh, the Course in Miracles that mm -hmm. you've talked about. Do you want to dive into that a little bit? Yeah. So I was at Chapters one day and I was like, uh, what did I say? I asked. I asked the universe and I... I know this might sound a little new agey, but like I asked the universe for a direction and I asked for a material that, um, will teach me. And so mm -hmm. I was in chapters <laughs> and <laughs> I was looking around and of course I was like in the self-help section, which, yeah. you know, that's where all the winners are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, this book, A Course in Miracles, uh, just stood out to me and it was, it's this bright blue book and mm. it was just standing on a shelf, like kind of by itself. And I looked at it and it's honestly like the book kind of chose me to pick it up. And as soon as I picked it up and I opened up a couple of the pages and the words just hit me so hard. So like I said earlier, I, I don't feel like I'm choosing anything. Mm -hmm. I feel like things are being revealed to me in their right time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You just had to be ready. I just had to be open enough to accept the knowledge that's coming through. Right. Yeah. I find when we're really striving and we're trying to figure everything out and that's our mind working to try to do it. But if you just open yourself up and you allow like an allowing, then that's when the, the gold comes because you're not, you're not striving for anything. You're just open to it. Mm -hmm. And that's when, that's when, um, shit got real. <laughs> right. Good. Yeah. Do, do you want to talk a little bit about what the course is, what the, mm. what the book's about, what the, mm -hmm. who's the person behind it? Yeah. So it was actually written by a psychologist right. who wasn't spiritual in nature at all. Mm -hmm. And she, was in a deep, uh, I think she was in a deep like trance almost, and she was channeling this information. So she had no clue what was going on, but she was just writing. And so, and this is what, this is what came out was this, this book called A Course in Miracles. And so it's, the language is a little bit strange for some because mm -hmm. it does talk about God and the Holy Spirit and, and miracles, but it's important not to get tied up on words yeah. and to hear the core message and the core mess, the core message of a course in miracles is a turning away from fear and a return to love. Mm -hmm. So 
at the at the core of this book, in my interpretation, I see it as that. It's that simple. It's turning your back to fear and embracing love in every single part of your life, and mm-hmm. that's really powerful. Once you once you really grasp that, like in every single uh, interaction, you have a choice. So you mm-hmm. have a choice between fearful or loving thoughts, and um, sounds so simple, but like it's it's transformative for mm-hmm. me. Do you think that that's a lot about just your mindset and mm-hmm. just keeping keeping positive, you know, positive thoughts always at the forefront? Yeah, one hundred percent. And I find like I don't know if anyone else experiences this, but like if I'm walking down the street and there's cars going by and there's people walking by, a lot of the times my instant thought in my head is something fearful. It's like, Oh, what are they thinking of me? Yeah. Or some, some negative thought about myself or them. And so I did an experiment where I turned that on its head and I, I sent loving thoughts towards the people. Right. Mm. And the moment I did that, I was getting smiles and I was getting like, I was getting kindness back. And so it's so true that what you give out comes back. Like Mm -hmm. the law of karma is, um, is very, it's real. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's a book talk about how that's, that's the ego, right. That we have to turn away from, Mm -hmm. right. Or to at least identify and then just acknowledge and release it with love. Right. Yeah. You just nailed it there Yeah, to acknowledge it. And then, and then let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Like you are not your thoughts. Yeah. You at your core are, um, are love. You're the heart, you know, mm-hmm. and it's the mind that gets everything confused. Right. Yeah. Is there anything else that really like people need to know about this course? Like what, what it really means and what, what you can actually accomplish by mm. going through this process? I just feel if anyone's feeling called to to dive a little bit deeper into their true nature, this isn't, I don't believe that this is for everyone at, at this exact time, but I think we're in a time in society where there needs to be a massive healing mm-hmm. because this world is, um, mm-hmm. it breaks my heart, you know, and mm-hmm. there's so much pain and there's so much, um, there's so much garbage. So people's timing on this will, will differ, but, um, I support anyone who wants to sort of pick up this book and study it because it's, it's what's really changed my life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like people should just pick up the book or should they work with someone that's already gone through this process? Hmm. Cause I've heard from people that I follow like Gabby Bernstein and I don't know if you know who Jordan Bach is. Yeah. 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 So I just like, these are two of the people I really look up to Mm -hmm. and watching them maybe work with people that have been through the course seems Mm -hmm. to be what's worked for them. Well, yeah, because the course, like I'll, I'll just read a little bit here. Please do. Yeah. The, um, the wording, like I said earlier, can be a little bit, um, wordy. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, let's, let's read a little bit here. So, Do not interpret it against God's love, for you may have witnesses that speak of it so clearly that only the blind and deaf could fail to see and hear them. This year, determine not to deny what has been given you by God. Awake and share it, for that is the only reason he has called to you. So it is almost like 
the it's written almost like the Bible. But right. like if you actually take it slow, like this year determine not to deny what has been given to you by God. Awake and share it, for that is the only reason he is called to you. So it's it's a very slow pace. And that's break down what that means in your words. Mm. So for me, especially like this year is, uh, is what we're doing right now. Like I'm here sharing my interpretation of, of this work. And I think that's exactly what it says is this is the reason that he, my God or source or universe, whatever you identify with Mm -hmm. has called you to share this message, which is a message of love and healing. Mm -hmm. And so that's what that means to me. But Going back to kind of your your question about should you study underneath someone, yeah. and I think there's teachers who teach from A Course in Miracles, mm-hmm. and you mentioned Gabrielle Bernstein, who's amazing, and then one of my favorites is uh, Marianne Williamson, mm-hmm. and she has a book called A Return to Love, and it breaks down the course in um, more readable terms, I guess. Right. Okay, but. If you're feeling called to go and get the actual course book, then do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gabby talks about the inner guide. That That's what she, when she's allowed herself to be filled with spirit, mm-hmm. that she gets to a place where she can find the answers. Like you said, like you asked a question and you received it through that meditation. Do you mm-hmm. feel like it's all to do with like finding that inner inner voice or is it... Or is it connection to something bigger that's outside of you? I think um, in my life, it's been the answers come when you silence the mind. Mm -hmm. And so as you get more time in meditation and more experience, you learn to separate yourself from the mind. Mm -hmm. And that's when, that's when all this stuff starts to come to you. You, Mm -hmm. you start to learn your true self. And so, yeah, that, that's how I've kind of interpreted it. Yeah, I really like that because when I was away in Bali, that's that's when I started really tapping into that through meditation. It's like I would ask a question mm-hmm. and then I would clear my mind and find a meditation or a moment of just quiet. And that's literally when all of a sudden a wave of a new thought would come over me. Yeah. I even had that this morning just thinking about the next few steps in my life that I'm planning on taking and I just throw it out there. And I love, there's a prayer that Gabby talks about. I don't know if it comes from the course of miracles, Mm. but she says just either to the universe or to your higher power, to your inner guide, Mm -hmm. where would you have me go? What would you have me do? What would you have me say? And to whom? Yes. That is so powerful because once you, once you do that, right, you're, you're leaving your, ego out of it yeah and so that's where the power comes from right it is um and whenever i'm having a really crappy day i always repeat that like what will you have me do um where will you have me go Mm -hmm. and like honestly i encourage you guys to try it because that really shifts your thinking Mm -hmm. and it it puts you back to your heart which is where we should try to be uh, Mm -hmm. living Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, I really like that. I feel like answers literally just appear and all of a sudden they feel so right. Mm. Instead of, for me, I'm always caught in indecision. Yeah. Constantly. Okay. We were just talking about that with like career moves and that and how I've always had so many different interests. Mm -hmm. And so to finally just stop 
overanalyzing and critically thinking and just waiting for an intuitive moment, you mm -hmm. know? And I find too, like, we don't always need the answers. Mm -hmm. Like, I believe, I really believe that you need to surrender mm. and, um, know, at least in my life, know that there is a higher power directing you. Mm -hmm. So in our heads, we always want to know the next step that we always, yeah. we always want to get there now. But if you actually come to this present moment and look around and actually fully see it, like it's, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And so I find that such a good tool as well. Just coming back to this very moment and not needing to know all the answers, like just surrender that mm -hmm. over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do people get to where you are now? <laughs> where do you start? Because a lot of people, like you said, it might not be the right time. And like some, some of the language in this kind of this area is it's almost pushes people away because they're not ready. Yeah. You know? And mm. it, so for those of people that are just wanting to start on this process, like how do you get to that place of mindfulness and slowing down enough to just get some of the answers? Yeah. So that's a, that's a really good question. I, and my intuition is telling me that people need to be broken enough mm. to get to this point. So people need to completely break down and their lives need to pretty much fall apart sometimes in order to spur this awakening. Mm. And that's, uh, that's really difficult to say and to hear, I bet for some people, but I think that's the case because we get so caught up in our minds and we think we know how to do everything. Mm -hmm. But then the universe or source usually will throw some obstacles in to break us down mm -hmm. so that we can then uh, ask for help. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think we're going back again to that, that uh, term surrendering. Yeah. So surrendering over is um that's where the power is is a letting go of your control and then um allowing whatever to come through to come through right but, but for me it, it took um it took a break <laughs> pretty much like a breakdown right so i had to um really examine my true self mm -hmm. and i just remember being like broken on the floor crying so lonely and i asked for help I was like, I need help. I, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And then I believe my, my prayers, my meditation was heard. And then I was directed on this path. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think to answer that question shortly, mm -hmm. uh, is you need to, you need to find a place of almost brokenness and also willingness to, mm -hmm. um, to grow. Sometimes it's hard to allow yourself to fall that far because mm -hmm. we've tried to put on a show that we're okay. Mm -hmm. And you're talking about, you know, real honesty with yourself and with others and with, you know, a total vulnerability mm -hmm. of, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I don't know what to do. Please tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. And it's hard for people to admit that. Yeah. Because we want to be strong and look like we know what we're doing. And where does that come from, right? Like you have to think about where does that, why are we trying to put on this image of something that we're not? Yeah. Like we are, we're human beings. We're vulnerable creatures. We, we need love, but we all have these like masks mm -hmm. and, uh, 
I think in this time we're being called to take off those masks and really confront who we are. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm excited about helping other people with is like finding out their true identity mm-hmm. and realizing at the heart of it that um, your love. And that's what this is all taught me. Mm-hmm. Like that the heart of it, we are all loving creatures, but we've just been so disillusioned with the world that we forgot about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's big moves. Yeah. Hard for people to get to, but so worth it. Yeah. When you let go of that, I know now my vulnerabilities and my ability to share them Mm -hmm. are my biggest strengths. Yeah. Me too. Mm -hmm. And I think like sobriety teaches you that as well. Right. Like, and then helping others on that journey as well. Like you have to be vulnerable if you want to be of service. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Letting people in. Totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's the message for gay men that are, challenged by spirituality and challenged by vulnerability Mm -hmm. what do we say to them what do we say to people to help in this process the first word that come to my mind are you're not alone yeah i said that a lot on the show have you Yeah. yeah i just like because i felt so alone for so long and it's sad like because a lot of times these people are really alone Mm-hmm. but that's what their life path for now is, is teaching them to, to come to this point of surrendering and then allowing people in again, slowly. The they, right people. Yeah. The right people. And it's, you can't force this work. It happens. It happens slowly. Sometimes it'll happen fast, but I think just knowing that you are not alone, you are supported and that you just have to get real and be with yourself. And then show yourself love as much as you can, even if it's just, you know, the very basic things, but it's a, it's a, it's a learning lesson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else in the course, any principles that you want to make the audience aware of? Mm. Yeah, it was, a. Uh, I was thinking before this, uh, what I wanted to share and there's, um, there's something I'd like to read. It's, it's quite simple, but, um, And the wording again, like try to keep an open mind with the wording. Even if you don't believe in God, that's, Mm -hmm. that's totally fine, but just try to hear the premise of it. So there's something called, uh, the Holy encounter. Mm. And in the course, Marianne Williamson says, or sorry, the, uh, the author says, when you meet anyone, remember it is a Holy encounter. As you see him, you will see yourself. As you treat him, you will treat yourself. As you think of him, you will think of yourself. Never forget this, for in him you will find yourself or lose yourself. And so for me personally, it just, um, it reminds me that everything is a mirror. So I see every single encounter I have in my day as a mere reflection of me. So like, it's once you start thinking along those terms, it's really, it's quite, it's quite cool because you, um, you see the beauty in other people Mm -hmm. and then you see the beauty within yourself. And, um, yeah, that's kind of a core message that, um, a course in miracles and Marianne Williamson kind of talk about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a choice in how you see a situation or 
a person. Like if you look for the bad, you're going to find the bad and you're mm-hmm. going to feel bad. Yeah. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people go about their days that way and it's really sad. Like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's a, it's a difficult switch sometimes because we have so much, a lot of people have so much pain and conditioned thinking. Right. Yeah. But I encourage people to, even if it's just a couple moments in the day, to try to see the other person as a reflection of yourself and try to try to see the link between humanity and how we're all the same, not how we're different. Like I encourage people to see the similarities. And then as you practice that more and more, things just open up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm, That's interesting. A lot of people might not be willing to <laughs> look outside of that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's hard to, it's hard for everyone wants to segregate people. Everyone wants to see everyone as different and mm-hmm. it's so hard to have that humanity piece. And that's what I love about the spiritual path. Like this, this has been a whole thing for me and seeing, you know, every relationship and every meeting is an opportunity uh, to be better myself or to mm-hmm. see how we are the same. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I practice quite a bit of yoga as well. And a core belief in yoga is like that we are all one mm-hmm. and that might not make sense to a lot of people, but I mean, that's kind of what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Like we are all the same and we put up these walls because we've been in pain, but as you surrender and let go of the pain, you, you come into this place of realizing that we are all one and Mm -hmm. we are all connected. And, um, yeah, even just talking about that, I get goosebumps Mm -hmm. because like, it's like, you don't have to be alone anymore. You, Mm -hmm. you are in this universe and surrounded by beautiful beings, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. What, uh, what, what would you like people to be able to do to connect with you to like, what can you, what can you help people get from this course? Like what, what's happened for you so far? Like, mm. well, cause like life is way different for you now. Yeah. What's happened for me. I've, I've found inner happiness mm. and that is completely honest. Like I, I wake up and the first thing I say is thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like I have another day Mm. and I live this, all of this material and the meditation and mindfulness work has, um, instilled a sense of gratitude for, for my life. Mm -hmm. And so there's so much that I've drawn from this, but I mean, the most, the most beautiful thing is just having a gratitude of life and and coming from a place of love. Mm Yeah. Yeah. And you'd like to work with people in this area too, right? Like you, this yeah. is your, you have a mindfulness business now. Mm-hmm. So I recently actually, I've, I've opened up uh, my place and I'm, I'm hosting sessions in Vancouver as well okay. um, for group meditation. And then I'm also doing a technique called sound healing, mm-hmm. which is the use of sound to help uh, pretty much relax the body and calm people down. Mm-hmm. I find in meditation, especially for beginners, the head just won't stop. It's wild. Yeah. <laughs> so the sound work really um, centers people and they, they can use the sound to anchor them into the present moment. Okay. 
So yeah, I'm doing uh, those workshops in Vancouver, and then I'm also holding sessions up here in Squamish. Um, and then yeah, I just created a website, so awesome. it's uh, www.mindfulbrad.com. Right. What what kind of meditation are you practicing in your group sessions? So it's I am I leave that up to intuition. Oh, I like that. Yeah, like I I try not to go into anything with a set plan. Yeah. But for the most part, yeah, I'll be guiding the meditation. Mm-hmm. And then also we'll do a technique called Vipassana, okay. which is um, stillness. So there's like no talking. Uh, you just sort of observe the thoughts and the sensations in the body. Mm-hmm. And then I usually close it with some sound work. Cool. Yeah. And what about the course in Miracles? Are you, you said you're teaching this as well, right? I, so that's a, that's funny you say that. So a Course in Miracles kind of says that we are all teachers and you teach by the way you live. So I don't necessarily sit here with the book and at a pulpit and say, (laughs) this is A Course in Miracles and this is what's, no, like I teach A Course in in Miracles by by the way I live. So it's not necessarily, I that I, I look at the book and start like preaching about it. Mm-hmm. It's just how I practice my life. Okay. So that's how, does that make sense? Yeah. That's kind of how I teach it. Right. Is by how I live. But what if someone was interested and wanted to question you about it? Is that, would that oh, be yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. I love talking about it. Yeah. But this is a journey specifically a Course in Miracles. It's, it's an inward journey yeah. and every single person will have a different experience, which is, which is beautiful. Mm. I'm here to facilitate people on this journey and, mm-hmm. and be a bit of a guide into it, but it's up to that individual, what they get from it. Right. Yeah. I think that would be really useful for people. Even for myself, I've heard enough people that have gone through this process and I've obviously been on a spiritual path for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And so like, for example, reading Gabby's book, Spirit Junkies, like allowing her sort of translation, so to speak, yeah. has really helped me connect mm-hmm. to this work. And so, yeah, I think that if, if anyone is listening and is curious about it, um, yeah, feel free to reach out to Brad. We'll post your um, connections at the end of the mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. I check my emails all the time. So it's, uh, it's mindfulbrad at gmail.com. If you have any questions, this is my passion now. So Mm -hmm. like, even if it's just a very basic question Mm -hmm. or someone's like, I don't understand this. Like, yeah, I love, I love answering questions and I love guiding people. So Mm -hmm. you're probably going to get a lot of emails from me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What are, uh, What's your kind of vision for the next little phase in your life now? You've come a long way. Mm. You've got this beautiful home. We're sitting in your gorgeous home in Squamish, and it's like right by the mountains in nature. This is you got a pretty sweet setup. You got your dogs here. Yeah, yeah. Seems pretty, pretty nice and happy. So yeah. what's, what's next? I am very grateful for for being here. Mm-hmm. What's next for me is undecided. Mm. Yeah, like I if I. If I live by my principles, I am in this moment right now. Mm. Um, I do believe having goals is important, but I don't live my life to fulfill goals. Mm-hmm. So I um, I have no clue what's going to happen. And I, that that's, makes me so excited. That's a good place to be. Yeah, like I am, I am so excited to not have a plan and to allow 
the flow of my life to play out whatever way it wants to. Mm-hmm. I am, I'm what we're talking about. Like, where will you have me go? What will you have me do? Mm. I, I ask that every single day. And lately in my life, it's been directing me towards these amazing places and people and podcasts. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know, a little part of me has an inkling that I'm going to be traveling uh, so we'll see about that. Okay. Yeah. Any ideas for what what you might be doing or where you might be going? <laughs> and my heart kind of says uh, somewhere in Africa. Wow. And then I also do want to pursue some more teacher training stuff. I think um, for yoga. Yeah, yeah, I really like uh, something called Kundalini yoga. Yeah. yeah. It, it just is, really resonates with me. It's powerful. Yeah. It's so a party. It's a total party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Kundalini yoga teacher training, maybe, and we'll see. We'll see what opens up. Mm-hmm. What kind of yoga do you teach now? I don't necessarily. I practice yoga okay. daily, so I'm but a you've practitioner. Done teacher training? Not yet. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, no. I really want to do mine too. You do? Yeah. Kundalini? I don't know about Kundalini. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. To stay open. Yes. Yeah. That's the key. So outside of, so traveling maybe for teacher training. Yeah. And then what? And then I feel like humanitarian efforts like I really um I it's hard for me to look at the world and not be very sensitive when when my heart is quite open Mm -hmm. like I feel I feel the pain and I um it's not just Africa I mean it's here too like you look at you look at the west and you see how people are um falling apart and like you look at people in addiction and you look at just how unconscious a lot of, of a lot of the world is. And, um, I just want to be of service. Mm-hmm. I think that's where it always goes back to wherever, wherever that may be. Do you feel like that's your vision or your mantra for your life? Yeah. Or is there any other statement that like you, you really just feel like this is what my life means or what it is? Mm-hmm. No, I think it's, it's to be of service and I think it's to help guide people to their true selves. Mm -hmm. And like, that didn't come from me. Like that was sort of just something that was put into me. I think like I had to go through all the pain and suffering so that I can be available to help others through it. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, I think that's my purpose, but I, I also think it, it changes. Mm-hmm. I think you grow and evolve and, and then it'll go where it needs to. Right. Yeah. Have you done any coaching or had a coach of your own? I haven't. No. I, um, it uh, just seems like you're in a place where you would be coaching people almost. Hmm. I just like, I don't, uh, I kind of want things to happen organically, you know? And yeah. I, um, I don't want to put myself out there as like this person who is coaching or like this teacher. I feel like I just want to, I want to allow things to happen naturally. Mm -hmm. And that's what has been happening. Like I draw, I draw people in who really resonate and then it it happens naturally. I don't have to do any work. And so Mm -hmm. I, since moving to Squamish, I, I've attracted so many friends and we all resonate on a similar level and we teach each other. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I was in Vancouver and in my addiction, I was sitting in my apartment by myself, lonely. Yeah. 
And then, and I wasn't attracting to anything, obviously. So I think like, yeah, just, you attract, you attract the students, uh, or the friends or whatever, um, naturally. Mm -hmm. It's not like you have to put it really out there. Right. Yeah. What inspires you outside of this? What, what right now inspires you? Mm. What inspires me? Mm, when I see compassion in people, mm-hmm. when I see the kindness of, of a human being, and when I see gentleness of a spirit, mm. that is what inspires me. Mm. Yeah. What's uh, some of the daily routines or practices that allow you to keep this very happy and lit up like you are like glowing Mm. you know when you talk about this is your life this is your life is about love yeah what are some of the practices that people could implement into their lives or routines Mm. that you use that could really help them so uh, my (laughs) i'm excited to talk about this my my sort of like routine is pretty intense so i and this isn't for everyone like this is take what you will but mm-hmm. i wake up around 5 a.m mm-hmm. i do cold showers I, I i stand solid on them that they um they help so many things in the human body mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll do a cold shower for about how long is your cold shower 15 minutes <laughs> okay. and it's, it's like freezing cold but you work up to that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe just start with like turning it on cold. I can do about five seconds. <laughs> yeah. Just work slowly at five seconds every day. Yeah. It's just so good for the for the body, right? And it's yeah. so good for circulation and clearing out the lymphatic system and uh, all that. And so that's the beginning. Okay. And then I usually sit for meditation for about half an hour. And then I do some reading from A Course in Miracles, hang out with my dogs uh, go for a walk, connect in nature, mm-hmm. and then I get going on my normal day. Mm-hmm. So if I were to give advice to someone just starting out on this, mm-hmm. I would say um, keep it so basic in the beginning, but do it every day. <laughs> right. So That's the key, isn't it? Yeah. Every day. Like just try, try for a week, five minute meditation in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then that is what's going to get that glimmer. You know what I mean? That's the door is going to slowly open and then naturally you'll just want to be doing more. Mm -hmm. Like you'll want to sit for longer. And so yeah, start very basic five minutes of meditation in the morning, start with a week Mm -hmm. and then see how you feel and go from there. Right. Yeah. And then also extending uh, love again, right? To someone walking down the street, instead of just having your face down or your eyes down, try to meet people in the eyes and actually see yourself in their eyes. Mm. Just little things. Yeah, I really like that actually, because I think for me, I've always, if I have the wrong mindset, I'm intimidated by the whole world, every person I run into. I know, me too. You know? Yeah. But even just sitting here, like looking into your eyes. Yeah, we're staring at each other, by the way, like yeah. like eye to eye. And like it's not, not blinking. <laughs> it's not awkward. It's very intimate. Yeah. But it's it's very real. It's called connection. Yeah. And uh, this is what I feel like a lot of a lot of us, especially gay men, are missing is mm. uh, a connection. And so, I just encourage people to um, to really try to connect on that level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's, um, what do you think is the biggest challenge facing the gay community or the queer community 
based on that lack of connection. Mm. I feel like from my experience, there's a lot of hidden self-hatred. Yeah. And, uh, it's covered up so well though. Like, you know, when you see that huge ego Mm -hmm. and it's like, you know, that underneath that mask, like there's just so much pain and, and anger and hatred. And I mean, I'm speaking from my experience too. Like I always put on the persona of, um, yeah, super outgoing kind of blah, like party guy. I'm Mm -hmm. so happy. As soon as I let go of that, I, I discovered so many sort of dark places that I had to go in and heal. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think it's, um, yeah, like an inner, it's an inner work that people are, are scared to do, mm-hmm. but it's, uh, it's what's needed for healing. Right. Yeah. If you had to go tomorrow and this was the last message you could give maybe to the gay community or mm-hmm. to a person in your very situation mm. from the past, what would you say to that person? Wow, that's a, that's a big one. It's a big question. I know. I don't know, Jeremy. That's like, it's like totally on the spot. From everything I've been working on and from, from all of this and what I felt is like, I want to say a couple things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I want to say like that you are loved. Mm. If not even by the people around you and you don't feel that way, you are loved by the universe. You are loved by God. You are beautiful just the way you are. Mm. Yeah, I think that's mostly it. Like I just, I really feel the brokenness from a lot of the community Mm. and I feel, I feel the split almost. And I just, I know from my experience that I sure didn't feel loved and I didn't, I didn't have any self love. So Mm. to know that something maybe outside of myself or yeah, that does care for me like that, that's what lifted me up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just got a little emotional when you were saying that because in many times in my life, I felt alone and not Mm -hmm. loved and like I wasn't good enough and that Mm -hmm. stupid voice I was just listening to I call him Jimmy he's the saboteur inside my head (laughs) and so I really believe what Jimmy was saying you know and recently I drove over the Lionsgate Bridge which is a bridge to Vancouver and there was a guy and he was standing on the other side of the bridge and there was Mm -hmm. police cars everywhere trying to talk him off the ledge you know and I just can only imagine like what was going through that person's head. And I actually kept driving and I said a a prayer to him or a Mm -hmm. message to him because it's to everyone that's broken. Mm -hmm. And to it's it's to me, the way I used to be is that, you know, you just don't know how, how good it can be Mm -hmm. if you just hold on and you let go of needing to believe that everyone has to see you a certain way, Mm -hmm. you know, something that sort of just came to me too, while you were talking is like, we are all broken. Yeah. And people don't know that or they don't remember that because we're not real with each other. Yeah. We are all broken in some sort of way. And that's just part of this earth, this earth school that we're in. Yeah. It's like, we have to go through pain and we have to learn from it and we have to grow. Mm -hmm. And some people have to go through so much that they just can't handle it. And like, that's where my heart breaks, you know, like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, I'm just so grateful that I was able to come out of some of my pain and, mm-hmm. and to heal it. And I, 
I just, I'm really trying to live from a place of gratitude now, you know? Yeah. yeah. It yeah. takes a lot of courage to face that pain and to mm-hmm. share it with people and to ask for help. Yeah. And that's why I think people are too afraid to, they don't know that they have that kind of power inside them mm-hmm. to face that stuff. Cause you don't have to do it alone. No. Yeah. I found at least with my journey though, like in the beginning, I did have to go through a period of alone yeah like I had to really sit with myself and there were whole weekends where I would just sit on the floor pretty much and and cry Mm. and I'm not going to sugarcoat it like this inner work and this this inner healing is hard like in the especially in the beginning because you're releasing so much garbage and yeah so I think there is a time of loneliness in this but it's so worth it because when you come out, mm. you come out as a new man or woman and you, your main goal is to help other people. Like that's, that's totally what happens. And, mm. uh, that's, that's great. That is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really nice. It is. Um, I've been going through that. I realize now looking back, I've been letting go of certain things or people and rewriting sort of what I, what I attract, mm-hmm. you know, and who I attract. Yeah. And it's uncomfortable in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But it's great because it, it, like you said, you've attracted a whole bunch of great stuff in your life and great people. Mm-hmm. And so people don't know that what they're capable of, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, it's, um, yeah, so I guess we should probably wrap it up soon. But is there anything else that you want to tell the audience or tell me or mm. speak your truth? I just think, um, yeah, I'm grateful that you came up to mm. Squamish and I'm I'm glad to be sitting here with you and discussing what's on my heart. Yeah. And uh, I really believe firmly in, in this word called co-creation. Mm. And um, I believe in co-creating with other people and learning from each other. Like, I no one has all the answers. And so to learn from another human being and, and to, um, to stay open to the lessons mm-hmm. is amazing. So thank you for that. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for being on the show and, mm-hmm. and sending me the message out of the blue. Like that's part of what's happening for me is so much co-creation is happening. People are reaching out to me that I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, amazing. You know? Yeah. So I really appreciate that because the more I'm open to that, the more, the more positive things are happening in my life as well. Mm-hmm. It's kind of that, that fact of just letting go again, right? Yeah. Like letting go of the need to control oh. and then <laughs> just allowing whatever wants to come through to come through. Like, I think that's a, that's a good lesson I've been learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Cause it will, it'll just come. Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, thank you very much for being present, for taking this time, for inviting me into your home mm-hmm. and for doing the work that you're doing and leading by an example mm-hmm. that people can live a spiritual life and it doesn't need to be uh, hokey, hippy dippy, you know, existence. Like it's actually just meaningful. Yeah. And it is filled with love. Yeah. 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 And that you, that you live your life, like you're, the way you live your life is an example of your practice. Yeah. So embodying the lessons you learn and actually practicing them is key. Like to, to use your life as, um, 
as a gift, you know, mm-hmm. and as a, as a way to help others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Of course. Yeah. Um, again, if anyone wants to reach out to you, your email is? So it's mindfulbrad uh, at gmail.com. And your website is also mindfulbrad. Yeah. Dot com. Exactly. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Cool. And feel free to reach out to me and uh, I'll post all of the contact information in the show notes. Uh, but thank you again, Brad, for being on the show. Yeah, it was great to be here. Great. And looking forward to hearing all of your stories about your journey uh, to Worthy. So thanks again for a great week, everyone. Ciao for now. Bye. Bye.